Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Different cities around the world have their own default conversations. In Los Angeles, everybody talks about the traffic. In Chicago, the weather. Here in New Orleans, one of the many conversational topics is grocery shopping. We even have a New Orleans-only term for food shopping, making groceries. My two lunch guests today are as serious as anybody in New Orleans about grocery shopping. They're on the other side of the counter. Giselle Diaz-Eslack owns 18 grocery stores across southeast Louisiana. They're all called Diaz Market, and they're a high-end convenience store where you can get everything from gas to groceries. The concept of the Diaz chain is to provide quality service in an upscale environment. It's a second-generation family business. Giselle's the daughter of founders Maria and Mauricio Diaz. Giselle, welcome out to lunch. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. Now, Daniel Esses knows a lot about groceries. He's been a chef for over 20 years. Daniel has worked in well-known Michelin restaurants around the world and here in New Orleans, is the co-owner of Three Muses. Daniel is also the CEO and president of the Dryads Public Market, the long-awaited grocery store fresh food market, and food hub on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City. Daniel, welcome out to lunch. Thanks, Peter. Daniel, you're one of New Orleans' most prominent and accomplished chefs. Three Muses has two locations, but if you were to follow the pattern of other local chefs like Alon Shia and John Besh, we might expect you to open another location or even try your hand at a whole other style of restaurant. What made you want to take on the grocery and fresh food business? Well, um... I was. Uh, I also have a pasta company, Fresh Pasta Company. Wow. When, when do you <laughs> sleep, Daniel? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> and I've been doing that since 2009. And um, it really started getting me into going to grocery stores and selling fresh pasta and get, you know, getting labels and getting UPC codes and trying to, to and see ha how grocery stores work. And, you know, as... At my age, you start thinking of your your backup plan of, of retirement. Now you can't physically cook in the kitchen. It's a radius, <laughs> so I have to tell people you're a young guy. Like <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm 45. Uh, I'm not I'm not old, but you know, at some point, you can't work you know 15, 16 hours a day right. in a kitchen. So you have to think of your backup plan. Uh, a, a, a very another prominent chef in the city told me, Dan, you need a backup plan, your retirement plan. And so this is this was one of them for me was to get into the retail business. It's, it's extremely lucrative, um, but I, I also used to love going to grocery stores with my mom as a kid with double and triple coupon days. <laughs> you know, I was always pushing the car and picking out what I wanted, so I've always loved grocery stores. So this seemed like a, a really logical solution for me uh, to go to. <laughs> now you do things there at the Dryads Public Market that people wouldn't think of. In other words, you've, you've found different sources of revenues. You, you uh, rent out the facility for, for events. Uh, um, you know, you're, you're the, where do you get the vendors? Because when I go in there 
you know, I'm always impressed and there's such a diverse group. I mean, do they come to you or do you, do you come up with a concept and get someone to come in or? Um, the, the vendors? Yeah. Uh, well, we actually don't really have any vendors. Well, what, what, we, uh, is that all you? Yeah, the, the market's really all dryads. Um, with the exception of, of my pasta company, S's Pasta, or S's Foods, um, it, we're the only, everybody else is, is Dryad's Market. Ah. So, so like that, what's the cool place I like it there? Is it Bar 38? Yeah, Bar 38 is, is a name I came up with because it's uh, McDonough 38. It used to be McDonough Building, School yeah. 38. So we decided to call it Bar 38. So that's Dryad's Public Market. And the, the, the drinks are all based on the old uh, show Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah, it's basically <laughs> things that you would, you know, you would see, uh, you know, in schools. You know, our, our bar <laughs> menus are, look like notebooks. You know, um, so we're doing we're doing events there too. I'm doing a um, for election day. I'm doing uh, Taco Tuesday. I'm doing um, I'm also doing a pasta uh, cooking demo happy hour where you can buy a ticket for that, and then um, I'll demo a couple pastas. And, and, and you can eat them, and then you know, it comes with a glass of wine or, or a glass of beer. Uh, and then you know, it's all for all one price. So of you don't ticket. just wait around for people to come in that facility. It's well, uh, you can't. No. I mean, you know, <laughs> you just can't. You can't I mean, we have such a large space. We really need to keep you know, it fresh and keep people coming in. Now, Giselle, you grew up in the grocery business, but your parents weren't like the Schwegmans. Your, your dad worked for the RTA, and after he came home from a day's work, he worked the night shift in the convenience store. Uh, your parents, presumably without the aid of business school or any formal business training, and while raising kids and working other jobs, built up a chain of 18 grocery stores in Orleans, Jefferson, and St. Tammany Parish, and Baton Rouge. I'll cut to the chase. How do they do it? Well, I have to say, um, it started off very similar. My father needed a retirement plan, and that <laughs> ah, was his retirement plan. He decided <laughs> to buy a uh, a gas station, and I would I would classify our our Diaz markets as convenience stores. Um, we do offer a variety of groceries. But I've been there. It's a fancy convenience so store. Yes, it, it is. is. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. So um, it is fancy, and thank you for saying that. Uh, when I started in the business in 2003, my father uh, was running one mechanic shop and one traditional convenience store. And in 2003, they were dingy, they were very greasy is what I like yeah. to, to think of. And so when we had the opportunity to purchase our properties, renovation was first on my list. Um, I want it to be more friendly for families and for women uh, to come in and enjoy we're neighborhood markets, so you come right. in, you can get your milk, you can get your bread, you can get um, little snacks and treats treats for your kids. So it's really important for it to be a welcoming environment, um, like we were welcoming you into our home. And and just like you've scaled very well. I mean, how long did that take to get to 18 stores? Uh? Well, I'll tell you, we have been up to 23 at one wow. point, and uh Back in 2006, we had an opportunity to expand from 4 to 12 to 25, all within a six-month period. Whoa. And so it took a lot of uh, determination. 
Do you have a big enough family to station people in all these no, communities? No, there is. A <laughs> <laughs> I wish we did because it would be a lot easier. Um, no, there's. it's just the four of us, my parents, my brother, and myself. But you've um, put your own kids to work, haven't you? Yes, they have yes, been I'm, to work. I'm not going to call child safety or anything. <laughs> this is how they, yeah. But they, luckily, they, they have worked in fun aspects, um, running our advertising. Oh, so wow. they're, they, they're in our advertising. <laughs> um, they're my focus group sometimes. Uh, you know, when we're determining what the next icy flavor we're going to bring in, they they love to That's volunteer. That's <laughs> <laughs> Now, when I, th I think of both of your businesses, uh, you know, we, it is, a, it is a competitive market. We you know, talk about it as being a retirement plan and such, but this is a very competitive market with traditionally, uh, at least the big box kind of grocery stores, very, very small margins. So I would assume you have better margins than those big volume places. Would that be about right? Or Since I haven't had the opportunity to actually run a grocery store, just convenience stores, um, I believe that our margins are a little bit better because of the smaller format um, in the convenience store and we're limited in space. So everything is a little, there's a little bit better margins. And how, how important is the gas side? The gas side is very important and it's very competitive. Is I think it for important for drawing people in or is it, or you make a lot of profit on the gas? I would say it's a loss leader. Uh, okay. it, is, it is really just for drawing our customers in. I mean, of course, we provide a basic service. Do you service. drill for your own oil? <laughs> I wish I did. Yes, I really I, do. I <laughs> wish <laughs> I did. I, <laughs> I saw the hard hat when you came in. I thought, that was, uh, wow. They, and, and yourself, it's, uh, now I have to admit, when I went in there, um, it is a lot of, there's a lot of high-end items um, in, in, your, in your place. And of course, the neighborhood itself is, uh, you know, is kind of an up-and-coming neighborhood. How do, you, how do you balance all that? Well, we have, you know, a, a lot of our, our um, products are, sp are spread out. We actually have a lot of variety. We have um, specialty items, you know, something, you know, a little bit more um, high-end, like maybe truffle um, oil or truffle salt yeah. or something like that. That's probably our highest, you know, end items. But we have, you know, 99-cent cans of beans or 89-cent cans of beans, but sometimes you're on specials like 10 for, you know, $8 or something like that. So we do run um, a lot of specials. So it, it is a balance. And when we first opened, we wanted it to have a lot of products that people recognized in the neighborhood because we really are for the neighborhood and for Central City specifically. Um, and you know, the rest of the business is all great, but we're really servicing Central City in, in, in the blocks that, that, that are around us. Well, I know you, you, with all this innovation, I know you're a really smart guy. Do you, have you figured out who are the shoppers there? Is it a mix or? Right now it's a mix. Um, right now we get uh, our lunch business is, is extremely um, busy. Um, and then where are the people coming from? Well, they're coming from offices, from yeah, the CBD. They're coming from the, um, the city hall. And also on Arthur Castle Haley, there's a lot of businesses as well. Um, we get a lot of construction workers that come in. Uh, and we do get um, probably, um, we get a few tourists here and there that hear about it and want to try something a little different, uh, that wouldn't be a huge part of our business right now. We, we, we're not catering towards uh, tourists. We really, you know, at least not yet. We said we wanted to give it a couple years or a year to, to, to show people we really mean, you know, what we're, what we're trying to do. And who owns the market? It, it's, it's, a, um, it's owned by a board of trustees um, who, who own it. It's a, um, it's a corporation, the way it was founded. Wow. The, uh, are you on that board? 
<laughs> I'm not on the board. <laughs> but um, you got some great titles. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> it I, I don't even know what a president does. <laughs> but they told me, they, they hired me, they wanted me to be president also. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll do that. And what does it do? Oh, you just sign papers. <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, yeah. And is the, is the uh, point of it to uh, compete with like farmer's markets, like, uh, you know, Jack and Jake's who started it, or what do you think? Um, we're, we're, we don't really want to compete, you know, our, our, our goal is, is to, to have a place where people can walk and, and um, buy their groceries. Um, or make their groceries, right. um, and people who can bike over, um, and, and if whoever's in our neighborhood, that's our competition. Really, when we first started out, um, most of the people in Central City go shopping at Walmart, so it's hard to compete against Walmart. Right, on a price basis. On a yeah. price basis, we, we can never do that, but they're our competition. The, our competition are the small you know, they don't have stores. a bar in their place, though. Exactly. That's the we're, we're the only ones since Schwegman's to have a bar. You remember? That was so great. <laughs> yeah. Boy, they were really ahead of their time, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't here when Schwegman's was here, but everybody comes in was like, ah, oh, last time I had a beer while shopping was at Schwegman's. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I know the Schwegman's, but... <laughs> You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. My guests are Daniel Esses, chef and CEO and president of the Dryads Public Market on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City, and Giselle Diaz-Eslack, owner of the 18 Diaz Market grocery stores across Southeast Louisiana. Giselle, did you have a model, because I don't know anybody else that's kind of upscaled the C-Store. Uh, what were you thinking, or had you figured it out yourself? Well, um, as I mentioned before, it was really important for me to feel comfortable, for families, other mothers, um, other kids to feel comfortable coming into our stores. And we are embedded in the neighborhoods, and so I can really relate to that. It's very important to be able to offer a stop um, for our neighborhoods, like our, our children and our families to come in. and. I, I mean, I like pretty things, yes. I, I, so I had to be true to myself. It was a very, <laughs> uh, it's a family business, and I was given the opportunity to do whatever I wanted when I um, remodeled the store, which was really exciting. We went in and, and tried to keep everything very architecturally sound. Our, our station is a gas station from the 1950s, so we tore out the drop ceilings, we exposed oh, the... Wow wooden grooved ceilings and, and increased the ceiling height. We had a local artist come in and he painted all of our signage and um, it was just really a fun experience. And from there we've been able to um, expand and you know we had phase one of our remodels and now we're on prototype number four, so. <laughs> hey, how do you, and you always talk about site selection as being the important mm -hmm. part. What do you look for? Uh, we look for traffic counts. We look for um, growing neighborhoods. Uh, right now, our focus is on the North Shore. Um, and so we have been looking at different properties on the North Shore to expand there. Do you sit on the curb and count cars? Uh, luckily, there's other people oh, yeah, that yeah. provide us that information. Now, Giselle, Daniel, it's time for the part of the show we call your brother-in-law. Uh, after a long day at work, you're finally heading home when your phone rings and you see it's your brother-in-law calling. Now, he normally only calls when he's looking for a dinner invitation, but this time the conversation's different. Giselle, your brother-in-law says he's got a great idea to attract a new class of customers to Diaz Markets. 
as well as the gas pumps, you need to be an electric vehicle charging station. His idea is to install battery charging devices at all your locations, and he'll head up the electric charging division of the company. All you have to do is buy him a Tesla so he, you know, he looks the part. Um, what do you tell him? <laughs> I tell him this, uh, we're always looking at alternative fuels and alternative sources uh, of energy for our customers. At this point, electricity is one alternative uh, source of energy. Uh, natural gas is right. another, okay. and we have been approached by many people of incorporating a natural gas station. You need to have the vehicle count in yeah. order to be able to invest in these types of technology, equipment, it's all very expensive. Now Daniel, your brother-in-law says he and his girlfriend are going to move to New Orleans from Broussard outside of Lafayette. They'd like to have a place at Dryad's Public Market where they can sell crackling and deep-fried pig's tails. They've got an ex-oil field 55-gallon drum deep fryer that does admittedly make a, a bit of smoke, but hopefully it won't upset too many people. And after all, it's authentic. They're packing up today and they'll be here Friday. <laughs> what do you tell them? I say, come on down. Um, All right. You know, we've put you out front in our parking lot, um, you know, and, and, and just put some cones around you. We, we love that kind of stuff. I would totally support that. The cones are for protection? Yeah, cones so, so no one gets uh, close to the oil. Fire, oh, yeah. So you don't right. get splattered with the oil. We have a lot of space in our parking lot, and the more that's going on, the better. So if putting him outside, in addition to not smoking up the, the market, would be uh, another draw, right? Yeah, as long as it's not raining, obviously. <laughs> now, Giselle, in, in uh, two things I was going to ask you, you said your parents were first-generation immigrants. Where did they come in from? They came from Honduras. And um, my father came first. My grandmother visited Chicago, New Orleans, and Miami. And she decided that New Orleans was the best spot for her. So he came when he was 16 years old. And um, my grandmother had told him, don't worry about anything, that you could find whatever you needed in America. So my father, being very young and naive, took that literally. So he gave away everything that he had in Honduras, all of the clothes that my grandmother had been sending, everything except for like a golden book or one book. And he showed up, my, my grandmother was livid, <laughs> livid. But uh, he always said he got his gr uh, green card, his social security card, and the very next day he went out and found a job. Daniel, you know, when I'm looking up this Dryad's public market, one of the terms I hear, but I actually quite don't quite understand, is that you're a food hub. Now, is that different than a grocery store? What is a food hub? There's different ways of, of getting local uh, produce and product out to the customers. So the food hub is where it all kind of comes in from because it, all this food are out in the country. And so it's really hard to, you know, distribute it if you're a farmer. Um, so they sell it to one person or one entity, and that person distributes it distribute itself. So not only are we a grocery store, but we're also a wholesaler. So we wholesale produce to restaurants and schools. So that makes us a food hub right there. But the other reason why we're a food hub is that we do go and get sourced locally um, sourced produce and some meats and from different parts of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and then we there and we sell it, but we sell it in our store. Um, so the kind of you, you can look at a food hub as as what it is a hub, right? And then it disseminates out. And there's 
different ways it can be a food hub. It could be a nonprofit. It could be a for-profit. Um, do you go out and pick the farms? Do you? you, um, you I don't. Guy? I don't personally, but I do have a lot of connections with some farms. So I have a buyer who does that, and so I tell him, "Hey, I know these people, I, or I just met these people. Go out and, and introduce yourself. Here's their number." Sometimes, if I have time, I'll I'll do this myself. But as a chef, I've met a lot of these people already. Now, making groceries in New Orleans is a way of life. From Rouse's to Whole Foods to Costco to Trader Joe's, we seem to have an insatiable appetite for going to the grocery store. Uh, Daniel and Giselle, you're both a whole other dimension of New Orleans' rich tapestry of making groceries. It's been great to meet you and to learn about what y'all are up to at Diaz Markets and at the Dryads Public Market. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today and Out to Lunch. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Giselle Diaz-Eastlack, the owner of Diaz Market, and Daniel S's the CEO and president of Dryad's Public Market. You can find out more about Giselle's and Daniel's respective markets by following the links on our website, itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday, with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Matthew Ellefson. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen, and at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, WWNO.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and uh, these people look great surrounded by food, as you might as you might think, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Sam Weil. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and 30 North Investments.